0: The window had been busted out, and our gear, part of our gear, had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like, waiting for my marriage, and, and the mirrors, like, they, the mirrors kind of, like, spin open, like, 90 degrees, like, they kind of rotate open, and all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to about- throw this out there that it almost yeah. sounds like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene.
1: Just when I parted ways with monuments, and say so it was really, really desperate time of my life.
0: At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us like,
1: yeah, this
2: is my last show. So like, basically, back to the Beast era.
0: Dealing with this alcohol intake. We're at a Christian festival, and we supposed to be a Christian band. I was like, Man, this this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome back to Dark Side of the Scene. I'm Brandon, alongside Ed. Ed, how you doing? I'm all right. It's uh still waking up. <laughs> it's gonna be our, a, not yeah. a normal time for us to interview.
2: Actually, probably the best time. But like, you know, that doesn't always happen. But uh. No, I had a pretty good show Friday night. We don't play shows often because, you know, life gets in the way with our work schedules, but everybody in Michigan's pretty cool. There's, if anybody listening from the Battle Creek area and like, you guys are cool, you really have something going on. There's just a lot of people that like music there and they support their little venue, yeah. the music factory, I should say. And yeah, any band that tries to get on there, you'll probably be wel- welcomed very nicely. We even got Pop Tarts. Somebody brought in a whole case of cases of pop tarts and i ended up with a gigantic
0: case of s'mores because the factory's up there hell yeah Yeah. s'mores is like my second favorite hot fudge Sunday ones are my favorite <laughs> they stopped stop making them for a while i guess because i couldn't find them in stores and then all of a sudden i seen it back like a month ago i was like hell yeah and now they're going again
2: don't ever try the peanut butter chocolate ones those are fucking the nastiest things i ever had i made many facebook rants about them how fucking gross they are you <laughs> stop a bullet gross
0: yeah i she bought generic ones from Kroger the other day, and they're okay, but they're definitely not the full-fledged, real Pop Tart. It's like, weird mm. how that works. Weird it's how like, that works. <laughs> it, pretty much everything's an imitation, and it never tastes nearly as good as the authentic ones. Set a uh, those government lab ingredients get you addicted to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyone out there listening, definitely appreciate you guys. The whole spiel of uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe to us now. Leave us a review. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is you got to do. Leave us a review. If we get a five-star review, I'll shout it out. Give us a negative review. I'll probably shout that out too because we're not here for the glory. We're just here to help spread the word. And on that note, if you would like to be a participant on a future episode, send an email to Brandon at darkside of the and we will get you scheduled. Right now, we are pretty booked up, so it might be a while before we can get you added to the list, but it's better to have a waiting list and have no one wanting to come on the show at all. So that's cool. <laughs> but uh, today, we're interviewing someone from Germany, so we had to move some slotting around. And I think it's about time we invite him in, so hang tight, and we'll be back in a 2nd like to welcome our guest today, Nima. Nima, thanks for coming out and talking to Dad and I.
1: Yay. What's How up, are? Nemo? Sup, sup. How you doing? Good, <laughs> good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Definitely
0: appreciate you coming out and talking with us. I know the time difference was something we had to juggle around with, but we've got it to work, so.
1: let <laughs> not say so bad. I just. 4 o'clock in the afternoon over here so oh and you're and, and you're in germany correct that's right in north germany wow yeah where are you guys uh,
0: we're in the united states we're in this great state of indiana which is still set back in the 1700s sometimes it feels
1: like yeah
2: <laughs> we, we don't like we don't like weed and half the time we don't like alcohol but we have so many alcoholics so i don't know
1: yeah i think that's the same always everywhere right Although yeah. I recently, uh, uh, I'm abstinent right now, which is pretty interesting. No, no, no alcohol. I've quit alcohol now. It's week number three. Yesterday was my first party. Uh, and, uh, that was a pretty interesting experience. Like your first sober party, you mean? Yeah. First time I oh, went to cool. a party where people were drinking, but I was like totally sober. It's
2: actually pretty more, it's a lot more fun. The things you notice when you're sober, like, like I'm not a huge drinker anymore. And like, mm. I'll go to a. Pub, bar, whatever, and just I like to people watch and just see the the ridiculousness that goes on. Like because it was just St. Patty's Day Friday, I saw yeah. a lot of ridiculousness. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> mm. like some girls guys- What's that? Where is it that the uh, they um, dye the whole river? Green? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's We're not open. too far
0: from us. Actually, yeah. it's only like a couple yeah. hours.
1: yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm.
0: But no, they turn the mean- whole river green.
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw that, and they're wearing hazmat suits when they do it, and people are, like, throwing around conspiracy theories. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that word, either. <laughs> oh, I have
0: another podcast. It's all conspiracy theories, so that's okay.
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. I like that. You can bring uh-huh. me on there, too. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, but it's, like, toxic green, but it's actually just food dive, so it's kind of dumb, really. But So they you know. say... So they say yeah, I mean cuz cool. like
2: I mean not, not to throw this out there but apparently Chicago's so violent so maybe it's what they put in the water literally Yeah yeah
1: yeah over there it's pretty I mean from over from from where we sit over here in Europe it looks pretty violent over there in in US and also um especially the uh, fentanyl um craziness that's going on right now Oh, man. Is it as bad as we think it is, or as bad as it looks from the outside? I think it. I'm told it's very bad even here. So mm. you
0: know, I get under the impression that they downplay it here a lot more than what that actually even. They blow it out of proportion in some instances, but then there's a lot of stuff they downplay. Yeah.
2: Mm. So well, I know people like their meth around here, but yeah, what can you do what can? You uh,
1: do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm. Uh, do you guys smoke? Do you smoke? As well as my weed, is that is that allowed in your state?
0: Not in Indiana. Mm, no, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> we're we're good Christian folk here. We don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, that's
2: yeah. where that's where we're set back a little bit because the the surrounding states around us are totally are totally you know it's legal, but yeah. we're kind of the bastard. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you can drive <laughs> to
0: Illinois, you can drive up to Michigan, and you can drive I think to Ohio, and you can pretty much buy it. Like yeah, in shops, but then nowhere around us was like everyone around us is that way except for Indiana for whatever reason. Indiana is still set back in Mm. the old days.
3: Mm. I think it was six years ago. Six
0: years ago, they just started selling alcohol on Sundays. You couldn't buy alcohol in the state of Indiana on a Sunday.
1: My word. Okay.
0: (laughs) So yeah, this state's really, uh, really old school. I guess.
1: Okay. Wow. Sounds like another universe yeah <laughs> <laughs> so wait so when
2: you were did you ever did you ever happen to tour the states
1: when you're in- good question well yeah. um oh god this is an interesting story actually when, sure. when we were in uh, sorry i was in a band called fell silent um this was one of the first kind of gent bands actually and hmm. we were signed to was it sumerian yeah it was sumerian records yeah. actually and uh they organized us a tour it would have been fucking badass it was with veil vale of Maya and born of osiris on their mm. first it was one of their first tours as well mm. uh it was going to be sick but we had everything planned we would booked the tickets i went to get my um my visa my uh travel visa because of course we we weren't going to pay for proper visas <laughs> mm. and um Basically, they turned me down to to come to USA because I had a uh, misdemeanor, I think that's what, what it's called, on my criminal record. And basically, USA wouldn't let me in. So oh. it was me and the guitarist and we got turned down. So that's my only time I would have ever toured USA. I actually wasn't allowed in because of <laughs> drug dealing charges. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I was I- really I- done. I wouldn't get even
0: started on that stuff because it's weird that they would do it for that. It's very political, I think. It depends on what year that would have been under. Because I think if it's a if it's a right wing leadership, then I can see mm. why. But if it was more of a left winging one that they would probably have not cared. It's it's one way or the other. Everything always changes every time there's a new status mm. quo running. They're all yeah. different, but they're all the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this was, um, I mean, it's a long time ago. I think it was 2006, 2007, 2007, I can't remember, but a long time.
0: Well, that makes sense uh, because that would have yeah. been the Bush era and that's when the whole war on quote-unquote terrorism was going on, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, but these but the tours over in the USA are a different beast than, than in Europe. They're very, mm-hmm. very different. I mean, you, you guys, it's such a big country over there and the drives are, are very often 800 miles, right? Six to 800 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the longest drive that we would have in in Europe, but it would be kind of regular, regular over there, overnight driving. I don't know how that I don't know how you guys do it, like touring over in USA. <laughs> it must be so much harder. Crazy.
0: Yes, people that we've talked to, they've said like the longest stretches they've had were like from basically. It's almost an entire day's trip to go from like Southern California to Northern California, just how long yeah. that state is. You don't even think about it until, cause unless you're driving it. Mm. Is, and then Texas is a super long ass state to go through as well.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Do you guys have uh, also this, uh, cause at the moment the conversation is about merch cuts. Have you seen this? I think you have actually. I saw you post about it on, um, um, Oh, what was it? At, uh twitter i saw you post about it on twitter um the merch cuts thing do you guys have this over there in the us too yeah <laughs> okay yeah.
0: we have not experienced. i haven't experienced it personally and i don't know if it has either but no. it's uh we've been hearing about it as a common thing now and it's definitely uh fucked up
1: hmm yeah yep. i'm yeah. told in we...
2: europe it's a lot more or it's more i that's common more in europe is that true
1: well it's yeah yeah uh, well i think it's more or less every venue it's almost every venue now it's 25 percent at Jeez. most um i mean when i was younger it was like between nine and 15 percent, and it's wow. gone up in a lot of places yeah
2: why is that it's just that they feel like they want to do that to because they're providing a space for you guys to play What what's going on with that
1: I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. I think I think that is I think that's it what you just said. It's just because they provide provide the space for you, and then they think, well, if you're if you're um, uh, capitalizing within their space, and then they should take it they should take a piece of it. Uh, um, but you know ultimately, I, I think it comes down to the fact that it's it, the price, the 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 property prices have gone so high that these guys are also really struggling. Uh, I, I want them to be the baddies. I, I want to to hate on the, the, um, venues and be like, ah, oh, those are the baddies, but the truth is they're probably struggling too. Um, yeah. so I don't think it's as clear cut as like, ah, oh, we, they just need to stop the merch cuts because then maybe they, <laughs> maybe they will, uh, start closing down too. And then it will be really the, the end of the life, the live music industry. Mm.
3: Yeah,
1: a lot of,
2: a lot of because of the beast, a lot of venues have closed, which is really sad. Mm. And
1: that's right. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We really had a,
0: a lot of local places around here close up shop. Like even before that whole beastly era, um, mm. there was quality venues are just going down the tubes. I think a lot of the all age stuff was kind of closing up. And mm. I feel like maybe things are different now because I haven't even played a show in three years now. The last show we played was like the night before or two nights before the whole shutdown stuff happened. Mm. And uh yeah, we never recovered from that. We're still apparently in quarantine on our end, but, <laughs> 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 but uh no, I think venues around here, they've all just kind of, I don't think there's money at least in the heavy music side of it. It seems mm. to be, hit and miss anymore where places used to be because i know like 20 plus years ago there were shows almost every weekend no matter where you went there was something going on somewhere within yeah a 20 mile radius now it's like nothing yeah yeah so
2: how did the beast era affect you like what were you doing like were you in a band and you know doing things uh, with that or that's
1: interesting i think i was quite lucky in a sense that i wasn't in a band so i was uh you know i uh, well I wasn't a band but we were an online band my the band is called he knows and we were only mm. really doing online stuff so we were still in the writing phase so it was kind of a blessing in a sense that we we had the had the excuse to just just continue focusing on on our writing and developing ourselves as musicians mm. um so that for me in in a way was kind of good um but I think uh, in general in Europe, it's yeah, same as what you were saying just now, like the, the, a lot of the venues closed down. A, a lot of my friends were negatively affected. Um, and I think like the mental health mm. scene <laughs> right now is, is yeah. very dire. Um, but um, as I was saying, yeah, he knows, we, we, we did a kind of post-Beast concert. Um, <laughs> another mm. funny story. We, you know, it was what what two two years of of being kind of unable to kind of live your lives properly, normally, Mm -hmm. and then we finally got our first kind of concert, which was Tech Fest in UK Tech Fest UK, and uh, during the rehearsals the week running up to Tech Fest, we all came down with the beast. Oh yeah, so. we played our first show and the thing is because we we put so much energy and so much money into the preparation for this that we we still went ahead with it anyway because this was post um lockdown so yeah. there was no there was no what's the word there's no rules on what yeah. we had to do now so so we went ahead with it anyway but of course we we all suffered the concert didn't go very well and that was that was a that was probably the biggest effect that it had on me personally
2: did you uh, you're the you're the vocalist correct that's right yeah did you forget you just forget your, like your words cuz man when i got it like i just i felt stupid like brain fog completely mm. yeah
1: um no the i did get some brain fog but the biggest thing for me was like i lost uh like the top few notes of my range oh yeah and that was yeah that was shit. and also no the, the biggest thing for me was actually being on stage, knowing that I had something that could affect other people mm. and then not being able to perform as I would have liked to have done, like get close to the audience, for example, because I'm afraid, I was afraid that I'm going to affect somebody else, you know? Yeah. And so uh, that was probably the worst thing. I think that was the worst thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good times. Mm. Yeah, I, didn't I, even, I, went, I didn't even sorry. really get it until almost two years after the whole thing (laughs) Hmm. and I didn't really have it nearly as bad as what everyone else made it out to be. Like, I just, I don't know. Again, that's another discussion for another topic for another. uh, (laughs) I think by that
1: point, the, 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 the variety had weakened. So you were kind of lucky right after a couple of years. So I guess we were all lucky. We're all lucky. Right. In the end we we didn't get so, so heavily affected and yeah. Mm, yeah that's luck well's luck yeah, it, yeah. Is,
2: it is crazy how it just affected everything you know musically also just you know a lot of bands broke up and again people fell into as you said dire depression and yeah like, to me like a lot of the point of this podcast is to hear the positive that came out of that because man like there's not enough positivity and I, and mm-hmm. basically the emphasis of having the dark side of the scene is like well these are things that could be fixed and that basically we've lost a few years of music in general, mm. like you no know, shows. A lot of people were scared to get to their bands. Some people did came out of it good, really good, you know, having the online, yeah. you know, concerts. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: That's what I'm doing now. I should plug myself really. <laughs> I, got a twi- I have a uh, Twitch stream, which I do every Tuesday because mm. I don't know what time that would be for you guys, but I do it uh, 6 p.m. GMT. So uh, I don't know. I think that should be around about 1 PM for you guys. I do that every Mm. Tuesday. I do a Twitch stream. Sorry, twitch.tv forward slash Nima knows. That was something that I did during the beast times. Actually, I started doing online concerts. I I actually really quite like this. Quite like this. Mm. That was one positive that came from it. As you were just saying, Mm. what are the kind of positives that, that have um that have ar- arisen from it i think there's like openness to uh you're getting more connected to the personal uh the personal the personal side of the musician because you get to because a lot of the musicians now are doing more online streaming and uh, i kind of like that you can get much more connected with the the human behind the musician yeah
2: hmm. it's no more secret anymore like the old rock stars you never know what they did nowadays like everybody's a lot more open so you almost like know what your favorite artist is eating on that day and the back in the day it was like a lot of mystique going on
1: mm. I,
2: I mean i the mystique is probably what made them what they are but like it's also cool that a lot of bands now more personable you, know? you think
1: it's lost its magic a little bit uh, i have i mean like i know like if
2: i like somebody and they make some fantastic music i'll never be able to understand that aspect of them but as a person it's cool that they're human even though Mm. they have like inhuman kind of songwriting ability things like that you know yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean actually i recently tried to uh create some sort of a um course on on songwriting Mm. but it's so hard to do because there is this element of there is this element of mystery to it, you know, this channeling, this kind of creative idea mm. um, from the ether or whatever you want to call it. When I mean, really it comes from all these different inspirations that we have that are deep within our subconscious, but it really feels like it kind of comes from nowhere and trying to put that across in a course, is <laughs> It's impossible. You know? It's like bit. yeah, channel into your inner uh, consciousness. You know? <laughs> yeah. How the fuck are you supposed to explain that to somebody? Yeah, it's very or, hard. Or just
2: tell them to listen to like a pop song and then just make it a little longer and then that's you know, that's basically a good start right there, you know.
1: <laughs> that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting way of doing it. It's a little because uh,
2: you know, pop songs are like a little shorter, but yeah. for most of the metal guys or progressive progressive guys, four or five minute song is like you know, a good a good time period to write yeah. something it depends mm, on. so mm. how long have you been playing like um, singing
1: etc well actually i started my first band i was 13 years old okay um it yeah it was like a little school band little school project and uh, i didn't actually want to sing uh, i wanted to play guitar but nobody would sing so i basically got thrusted into this position with <laughs> kicking and screaming a little bit although i'm grateful now because uh, um, you know i do play guitar still but singing is such a pure instrument of course it's like it's really the the purest instrument i guess Uh, and now now i really appreciate that as an adult yeah yeah, because as to answer your question i was 13 um Mm. yeah we were doing green day covers at the very beginning (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: so like When you started getting a band together like did you have any like interesting nightmarish stories or like the early like the early stages you know like when the little things that happen when you start getting in a band and you're realizing like oh man what a pain in the butt yeah i mean absolutely
1: absolutely uh i mean yeah i mean this is really really early on but uh, this was just a random stupid story this is probably a little bit unrelated but we got kicked out of school we were doing uh we were rehearsing <laughs> in school and we got kicked out because they found our lyric sheet <laughs>
3: oh my
2: the
1: lyric sheet was written by the bassist who was like in love with these dirty like hardcore punk bands and it was like something about slitting off your throat slitting your throat and like Cutting your head off and shitting down your neck. I think he loved uh, Duke Nukem too. Anyway, yeah. So we got kicked out of uh, we got kicked out of school, uh, rehearsing in school. Anyway, I don't see
2: why I get kicked out. That's basically anatomy. I don't see what the deal. Was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the, guy, the 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 music teacher, he didn't really understand. Didn't really understand oh, us. <laughs> I see. We were misunderstood teenagers, you know. Yeah, all <laughs> that <exactly>. teen angst. <laughs> yeah, that's. Right. I feel
2: like there's a few stories where they get in a band at school and then they get okay was it you brandon too that, that happened to you
0: that was something that happened that we talked about off air with someone else but mm. we oh. we didn't get a it was after i was out of high school but no the we played at this i didn't even play it was my buddy's band and i just so happened to come up there and help them do vocals on a Gigi allen song mm. and it was at a big uh circus festival days that we have down here and uh I guess the crowd didn't like the whole song that was called Bite It You Scum. So <laughs> Yeah, they uh they tried to shut it down. I was like, I wasn't even in that band, so you can't blame that for me. I was just up there helping them do vocals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the song? I just say? remember
0: we were yelling, Bite it you scum. That was like <laughs> it was like a gang vocal chant at the like part of the song was
1: bite it, you scum. And oh, I wasn't like okay. was
0: singing it, I was just helping do backup gang vocals.
1: it's funny that isn't it when you're younger you think this is the coolest thing to do but now i'm a bit older i'm like "Hmm, yeah it's very cringy yeah you gotta start
2: you gotta start somewhere with the cringe
1: yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah you gotta you gotta push the boundaries don't you until you find out where the cringe line is yeah Mm. so so after like high school that when did
2: you start like maybe like your first serious band like
1: yeah well actually to, to go back to your first question which was yeah. like any like bad experiences uh, it oh, was yeah. like with my well my first kind of uh serious ish bands was called temperamental and we we got a pretty good solid following in my hometown milton keynes uh which is in uk and then post temperamental uh we got into a, uh this is when we started fell silence which was with eckle caney uh, who's in tesseract and uh later on john brown who's i'm a fan the, of both
2: i'm a fan of both yeah. uh, okay, good, okay. <laughs> yeah. so you know
1: who they are <laughs> john yeah. brownies and monuments yeah yeah and uh i mean now now i look back i think that was a super band right it was a super group really and yeah. um but you know it's we 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 got very close to the top i think with that band um especially when we started touring with enter shikari i don't know if you know this band but they're they're still doing they're still doing really great enter shikari Mm. but like seeing in like seeing up to the top there this was pretty disheartening for me because it is not as pretty as you had imagined as i imagined it was (laughs) Mm. let's just say um you know the reality of touring and i'm sure you guys have heard this a million times is that you spend sometimes eight hours, 10 hours staring at the, the back of the seat in front of you. And then you get into a dark, dingy venue which smells like you know, has sticky floors, dirty toilets, whatever.
3: Mm.
1: You're, you're, you're cramped you you play your concert, which is half an hour, 40 minutes when you're on a support slot. And uh, then you're pretty much back in this like dingy van again, you know, and that was the reality of it. And that's, that, that struck me, that struck me hard uh, at this point. And um, yeah, that was one of those moments of like, okay, I don't think this is how I want to do this. I I want to find a different way that Mm -hmm. I can still express myself musically, but without getting, um, without this, unhealthy life that is attached to it because being in this dark venue and then being in a dark van the whole day, you know, it's, it's not good for, it's not good for you. It's not good for your soul. It's not really good for anything. Not good for your back. (laughs) Right. Mm.
3: Or
2: your, or your your hygiene. (laughs) Yeah. Or your hygiene. Yeah. That's right. That's right.
1: And also, yeah. I mean, if you, if you really, really have like good friendship within the bands, um that can make it tolerable Mm -hmm. um but um when you look at it as a man as a as a you know from an adult perspective and you really see what it is that's going on there you 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 can say that this is not good for me as a human being or or, and yeah, that's hard that's a hard thing to hear and it was a hard thing to see when i was that age which was like 19 or 20 or something oh yeah yeah
2: you're just a spring chicken, then, you know, like spring chicken. Yeah, that's chicken. So <laughs> hardly any, well, hardly any responsibilities. I mean, you could probably always fall back on your parents, like when you get home and you're broke. But like, yeah, it'd be mm. as an adult, yeah, to look at that and go, "What the hell are you thinking?" <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: that's the hard thing. How old are you two, actually? I am forty-three. Sorry, I'm, forty-three.
0: I'm thirty-nine.
1: Yeah. So it's it's one of those things that, you, I'm 37, when you, yeah. uh, so I'm a, li- a little bit younger, not really much younger, but right. you kind of get, you can't stop doing music, can you? That's the thing. Like, right. even how, how doesn't matter how responsi- responsible your perspective is, once you've opened that door into um, creativity, music creation, and performances, it, it's impossible to close it again. So, and that's something I think a lot of people don't understand about like genuine musicians is we can't just stop, you know, so so now we have to find alternative ways to do this. That means that we can continue doing what, what is right for us and our being, um, but without jeopardizing our whole lives, which is, which is what often happens to musicians, unfortunately. Um, so I think we're seeing it now with this conversation with merch cards, with this conversation uh, from um, the singer from Monuments, Andy, know um, yeah, the, the, the discussion is coming. Like it, it is hard to be a band and w- w- what, what it looks like from the outside is often not really what's happening. And a lot of these guys are overworked, they're overstressed. They're, they're working multiple jobs just to be able to bring music out to people and mm-hmm. uh yeah that's pretty sad it's di- it's, it's pretty dire when he when he if you look at it like that yeah we uh
2: it's actually like uh an, i was gonna add a little note here I, we actually opened up for monuments not too long ago and oh like, cool is are you are you still good friends with them correct like, yeah yeah, you know? yeah absolutely okay, yeah i did not yeah. know like because of john and a couple other people doing podcasts is how i got into podcasts because during the, the beast era like i was allowed to bring work or music into work and i'm like yeah. i've never got into podcasts so i knew he had one where they talk about guitar because i'm a guitarist i'm a nerd i want to hear all this stuff and like <laughs> if and to finally meet him in person and tell him that like you know he kind of saved me in a way it was really cool and like he's a lot taller than i thought he'd be i'm like oh <laughs> real nice real nice guy like he was the one kind of running the fort wayne show and like I was just talking to him about like random stuff and guitar gear and and I met all the rest of the band and they were just mm-hmm. really nice real nice guys and so it's dude, cool it that was yeah singing the at the time it was it was Andy it was Andy yeah I think the yeah because I said you look like like dude the, the dude that plays Spider Man I couldn't think of his name he's also <laughs> Andy Garfield yeah I said you look like Andy Garfield <laughs> like with Richard Marks thrown in. So yeah he, he was nice, he just laughed, but yeah, It was a yeah. It was just cool to like, you know, how that ties into your former band about like how that touched me in a way. or not also musically, but I was going to say like, it seemed like uh, like the UK, you know, they kind of invented heavy metal, right? So hmm. at least that's what somebody said. I think a guy from Cradle Phil said that once. And then it kind of makes sense. All the popular rock bands came from there and evolved. And then then you guys, like, you know, the jet the movement from there is a lot more different than like, I don't know, you guys have some kind of different element in your kind of in that kind of style. Mm. Like, did you did you realize that when you were like playing with those bands? Like, this is a little different, or do you just or is that normal to be like awesome over there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um interesting question. Right. Um we that's the thing when you first start doing anything. Like we were just kids, we were really young. We were say 18 mm. or something like this, and we were super young when we were doing it. And, um, I, I think at first we were just fo- so focused on, you know, perfecting what we were doing that we didn't really think about what it was as a whole. Um, it was actually Ackle. He was the one, he, if I'm honest, he was really the spearhead of, of the mm. gent scene in UK, really. And, um, it will, it, I remember when he sent around, um, Meshuggah, um, uh. To, to the to the guys and we were like what the fuck is this it sounds like a fucking train on roids or something else right crazy and um so and the interesting thing is that my that my background at the time I, I don't know if this is a dirty word but i was really into new metal at the time
2: that's okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of came from you know new metal started a lot of the i think it's responsible for the gent the stop and starts the whole just musically, I think that's the ev- evolutions
1: mm. gen came from new metal in a
2: in a mm. similar way. Yeah,
1: well, that kind of um, I mean, f- f- vocally the. Uh, the kind of in-your-face, um, like, f- fuck the establishment kind of vocals that the, the, the a lot of the new metal bands had. Like, I, I mm. kind of adopted this, like, very early on. And I think that's where, that's what, what Foul Silent was, in a sense. It was this kind of crossover. And also um, British rap, which at the time was called Grime. Uh, uh, I mean, Grime is still pretty big now. Mm. There was, like, um, yeah, this was, was listening to a lot of this, too. And uh, I think that was really what Fels Island was. It was this kind of crossover between grimy UK, rappy with new metal elements uh, and then crossed over with like Meshuggah dirtiness. And that's how, and that's kind Mm -hmm. of what, what Fels Island was. We were one of the first bands to rip off Meshuggah. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think John
2: said that too, like (laughs) when he, but I feel like, yeah, I, I think Ackle's an alien because then he took that kind of sound and like threw it into space. And he <laughs> yeah. tested Rack as like Gent space. Yeah, that's he's right. An alien. That's he's right. an alien, I'm pretty sure.
1: Ackle's an alien. Yeah, he might, be. he might be. He's looking more and more like an alien. Actually, that was a bit mean. I love Ackle. Ackle's really one of the greatest guys. One of the greatest guys. The greatest hey, guys
2: shout, shout out to Ackle if he's listening. Yeah, hey, he you could come shout on out here and talk to yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Definitely. Definitely. So, so back to the basically the the whole band touring thing. Like, hmm. at, so after all that, was did you just kind of quit wanting to tour, or it's just you waited a little longer?
1: Well, I think <clears throat> at the time I wanted to uh, just rethink it in in a way, but of course, uh, I rethink it in 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 the sense that I wanted to take a step back so that we could find a creative way to deal with this, like this whole touring thing, in a way that is more. Um, what's what i trying to say is more nurturing of our human side too. Mm. But the problem is that once the train is rolling, once the train is going, you can't stop it. And that's what happened with fell silent and, and specifically John Brown and Ackle, because once these guys started going, as you can see now, they didn't want to stay. Of course they naturally didn't want to stop. And then they, they just, you know, as I say, Ackle took off into space. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, I think, I think that's what happened. And I think now I have a much better perspective on things. And, um, uh, with, uh, with my new projects, uh, he knows and melancholia, I feel like I've got a new perspective that I can bring to the table and also mm-hmm. some experience, uh, and, uh, a desire to kind of do things a little bit more, dif- a little bit differently so that, mm-hmm. uh, I can still be um, the human behind the musician not just um, the singer if that makes sense. Right so
2: Mm. are all your members like in the area or are they also from the UK or?
1: Well Melancholia is at the moment just me and a girl called Vespa Uh, and she's in Brighton UK oh no sorry London she's in London and um, then uh, he knows is me and uh, the writer, the main writer the instrument writer sorry he's in USA actually Philadelphia. Uh, oh. John Kaywood. he's really very very special um very extremely talented guy extremely talented. He's a bit quiet at the moment. he's taking a bit mm. of a break mm. um so just just uh, I'm here waiting for him when he's when he's ready to get back to it hey jc if you're there (laughs) so how did you so how did you meet him because like
2: you know most people can't even get together band practice in their own towns but here you are working with somebody from way across the pond
1: (laughs) Maybe, uh, my, my therapist would tell me that this is because I'm, I'm hiding from something and that's why I work with people from far away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm hiding from the, uh, the, the immediate responsibilities of having, uh, close friends maybe. But, um, uh, we met actually, he sent me a message on SoundCloud years ago because I also write some solo music Mm. and I've got a few songs up on SoundCloud and one of my songs called Helix. I wrote this, Back in 2012, it was a it was um, this was just when I'd parted ways with monuments, and so it was really really desperate time of my life. And then I wrote this song, and he actually sent me a message at the time, 2012, but I didn't end up reading it or replying until some years later because I was so messed up in my head. Mm. But luckily, I did find his message and I did reply, and we actually started writing music together. But he is uh, he already had music on soundcloud so it was pretty easy and as a singer as you know it's it's pretty easy for us to find bands because there are thousands of instrumentals out there really thousands brandon wouldn't
0: agree with you but all right
1: (laughs) wouldn't agree you don't think so Mm
0: -hmm. i've been on and off with looking for band stuff for the last few years and maybe i'm just very picky i don't know
1: (laughs) are you also you're also a singer then
0: yeah well i wouldn't consider myself a singer i just say i'm a vocalist i'm more of a screamer than anything
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the right term, isn't it? Vocalist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I identify
1: as a vocalist.
0: (laughs) I identify as that douchebag, I guess. (laughs)
1: Uh
0: But no, uh, I've always done vocals for bands and stuff. I wish I could play because I think it'd be a lot better off, but for whatever Mm. reason, I've just never sat down and ever tried to pick up an instrument. I mean, Mm. and at this rate, I'm almost 40 and... I feel like it's too old. I'm too old to try and start doing instruments now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so. there are, I think it's, it's not easy, but there are so many instrumentals online. It's, it does take a lot. The Actually, I think the biggest problem is that there are so many that is, you're almost paralyzed with like choice. I'm, I normally, if I get really stuck, I'll just post out on Facebook because I have a few people on there that are kind of, you know, that kind of into my music. And I'll just like post and be like, Hey, you guys know any instrumentals that you want to hear me sing over? And then that kind of limits my choice, which I prefer. Mm. If then I'm otherwise I'm paralyzed when I see how many, how much, uh, sorry, how many, uh, instrumentals there are to choose from. But what style exactly is it that you're, that you like to sing or, or vocalize?
0: I guess I'm more into modernized, like melodic death metal. Hmm. Like I don't know. I guess that was the band that I was just in. We were a lot of people said we sounded like the Black Dahlia murder,
1: which Oh, I love the Black Dahlia murder. I always thought we
0: kind of had a mixture of them with some Born of Osiris thrown in.
1: Mm, oh, that sounds really cool. That sounds right up my street. <laughs>
0: but now we haven't done anything since like I said, three years ago now. I think our last show mm. was three years ago in a week.
3: Yeah, so,
0: but we haven't had a drummer, and then everyone else just kind of went their own ways. One guy got rid of his guitar stuff. I was like, well, that kind of screwed us in that end because I understand things happen. You need money, but you um, know, our, <laughs> can't really play if you don't have gear.
1: Yeah,
2: right. And there, there are two guitar bands, so like it would be missing a lot of the elements
0: without the other one. Yeah, there's a lot of guitar harmonies and solos and harmonized solos and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Mm. That's that's actually how
2: we met. Like our bands play together, and I liked them that much because, like, I like to see, I like to watch bands. But if they have that sound, I'm like, yeah, these guys kind of got their shit together. I'm gonna talk to them, and so that's how mm-hmm. I met Brandon. It's just one of those things because I try to talk to everybody, you know. Cool. I try to make I try to make <laughs> little little talk, little friends. You know, I'm sometimes I don't think I'm social, but I'll go and talk to you as long as you, your attitude is good. You know, yeah. whatever.
1: <laughs> I try but to be you nice. Say, to you, you both seem very sweet from here. Anyway, I'm very happy. I'm all to right. you, <laughs> yeah. Same. Same.
0: I have to do this without the video because if people see me, they think I'm always mad because I have resting bitch face all the time. So <laughs> even no, It was like, why are you so mad all the time? I was like, I'm not mad at all. No.
1: That's funny. I've got exactly the opposite. I've got like resting happy face. And it's, it's so frustrating when you're in a metal band and you're playing like dirty evil music and you're just smiling the whole time. That's the first
2: thing I noticed when the camera came on. I'm like, he looks really happy.
1: Yeah, like his, with, really his per- happy.
2: with his perfect teeth, damn it.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, that uh, was the thing my mom always said to me, just look after your teeth and I'll say going right? took away from her. <laughs> right. You got the good
2: UK jeans yeah <laughs> yeah that's
1: right that's right yeah yeah mm.
2: no, no brandon looks like a i described his personality like a how harrison ford acts in like blade runner like right. just, you've seen blade runner right with harrison yeah, ford it was like, right, that's yeah. how brandon looks and acts just the way he is his, <laughs>
3: uh it's like he's
2: he's very serious but like he doesn't have, i don't know it's, i couldn't describe like harrison ford's character but that's brandon okay i always well, look I, like i'm on a serious business this, trip yeah yeah but,
1: <laughs> that sounds great that sounds wonderful
0: <laughs> i always go out to my job and everyone's like what are you mad at i was like what would we do that i was like you didn't do anything I'm
1: like i well, like
0: he- here to yell at us i was like no <laughs> at,
1: God, at least you know as a metal singer so that's pretty good yeah yeah well i'm sorry got- that you're having band troubles anyway brandon
0: oh i um uh, i've kind of gotten used to it it's not even just recently like it's always been an on and off thing like we live in an area where it's actually pretty small like mm-hmm. everyone thinks we think it's small to us i guess other people will look at it like you guys have an entire geographic area but kind of ed touched on this before is like we have people around here but getting people to actually commit to something is yeah. the hardest thing to do like there's musicians here and there's musicians there and mm-hmm. not to make myself sound like an asshole but I set standards for how I if I'm going to set my time and energy into something, I expect that back from everybody else. And a lot of people don't want to do that. So I don't waste my time because Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend five months writing music. And then all of a sudden they decide they don't want to do it anymore. Well, yeah, that's that's five months of wasting for no reason and Mm -hmm. nothing to show for it. So I guess I'm just jaded. Maybe I don't know. So. I guess touched on earlier before
2: we recorded. So you're in Germany, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. North and, Germany. And you
2: moved there in
1: 2015? Um, or- yeah, so well like in 2013 I, I went bankrupt. This was post monuments, post silent. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, actually, yeah, off basically because of what happened. Um I, I perhaps went a little bit too, I went in guns a blazing, you know, into these, into these two projects.
3: Yeah.
1: uh, Anyway, it left me bankrupt 2013. And, um, by 2015 that was, yeah, I was like, well, there's nothing in UK for me anymore. So I'm just going to just get a backpack on and just go actually 2014. I started traveling around UK to various like, um different communities because at the time well i'm getting i'm mixing up my words here. at the time uh i wanted to see if there was an alternative to capitalism because i Mm -hmm. was getting so sick of this like rat race as i'm sure you you probably are too (laughs) so i thought well maybe there's some communities i can go and be a part of so i started like exploring this idea of communal living and I started in UK and then that took me over in 2015 to Europe, starting in Holland and then uh, Netherlands, working my way down um, to Portugal. And then I was a two years in Portugal where there are a lot of communities and then back to Germany in 2017, I think it is, because my, my pursuit of communal living didn't work out, basically. It, it's mm. at least with the current system in place it's not possible Hmm. so i ended up back in germany just having a job normal job on a farm (laughs) they didn't want
2: they didn't want the guy with the acoustic singing at the campfires no more so we kick you out of each community
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah kind of kind of well
2: that's cool you were basically backpack you were basically backpacking and then going around you were on your own little tour in a way
1: yeah. In, yeah in kind way. of. Uh, and... I mean, it was like a tour, a tour of, uh, of understanding in a way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Rather than a tour of like music venues. Um, but, but yeah, the, the communities that I went to, they all had their own problems, you know, naturally. And mm-hmm. ego is the, is the main thing that you, you, that's really difficult to get away from. And no matter where you are, whether you're in a band or whether you're in a workplace or whether you're in a community, the, the problem is always the same. And that is ego. And uh, that's something that I realized. And I was like, well, I'm not going to, I can't escape this. So I just have to just find a way of dealing with it. So I went back to the normal working where I could pursue again, musical, my musical desires. um, And then started dealing with the ego within myself uh, Mm. and started my my therapy, which I'm still doing now. And um, yeah, and that's what's led me with, uh, you know, there's a lot more to it, but that's what led me to this point.
2: Mm. and so like is there a,
1: a kind of a music scene there where you are staying at um yes there is and i'm going to after this podcast is finished i'm going to go down to meet a meet a band called penetractor which is a funny name uh, but yes uh-huh. they're a local kind of gent genty bands but they're really good uh, hmm. I, I don't know i always get really surprised when you you just like search around and you're like Wow, there's actually some like good music, like really actually good music around here. And this band penetractor if you're listening, to anybody, check them out. They're actually pretty good, and they're young too. Hmm. I think he's like seventeen or eighteen. This guy, and he's like already making some really good music. Hmm. I so feel like, like, yeah, I feel like yeah. Germany,
2: Germany does not have a small list of amazing musicians. There's like a ton of really, you know, well-known musicians that come out of there. It's just kind of a lot of good drum, you know. It's, you know, yeah. like my favorite band from there was like deadlock i wish they would come back but whatever mm. <laughs> but yeah yeah, yeah rammstein was, <laughs> you know rammstein, yeah. Yeah. there
1: are some good there are some good uh musicians here but actually i i um i don't want to like uh, talk badly about the music scene in germany but there there it's or maybe I just don't know it well enough, so yeah. that could also be the case. But it does seem like compared to UK, they're not quite as as um ready to experiment here. Mm. I mean, there's like the real experimental stuff. It's like pretty extreme. It's like either like extremely experimental to the point where it's almost unlistenable, like artistic experimental, or it's like really like run of the mill um, just playing, you know, what they definitely know people will listen to when they're drunk in a bar, but there's none of this kind of, uh, experimentation going on. I don't think for example, the gent scene could have, yeah, no, know I won't say that would be really contesting to say. <laughs> I say, I don't think the gent scene could have come out of Germany. I think it could only come out of UK because the Brits are more willing to, they're more willing to, um, experiments or like. Yeah, fuck up, yeah. I, I guess I could say.
2: <laughs> I don't know if there is a gem band from Germany. I mean, I don't, like correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there is one. I'm is it sure. Hirsch effect?
1: I think there's. that's one. Oh, I, I've okay. listened to them once. I think I saw them play live, and I think they're kind of genty. Uh, I feel like the main places is
2: uh, USA, UK, and then Australia. This is where, like, most of them. Well, I, I lied, but Sweden, duh.
1: Sweden, yeah, of course. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, Sweden. Yeah. Well, so that yeah.
2: started, you know, it started from Sweden. They were listening to Corn, and that's what happened. So, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like know. a cross between Corn and um, yeah. uh, Metallica, right? Like? Something like that. Yeah, something like this. Yeah. I, I do have a question. You yeah.
0: you said before, like, you're in a band that was like with Sumerian, I think you mentioned. Yeah. How did the whole label thing go for you because we've not talked we've talked with people that's been on like smaller labels and anything but samarian at least they used to be i don't know if they still are mm-hmm. but they were like the go-to label in like the 2010 era yeah. like that was the big thing around here in our country it was all these bands when they get signed to samarian how was it for you guys working with them because nowadays I've heard a lot of horror stories about labels, not so much Sumerian, but other labels. How did that experience go for you guys?
1: Well, I think with Sumerian, and maybe it's the same with the other ones too, it's like they treat bands like Pokemon, you know? And they they try to catch them all uh, in the hope that one of them will, will pay off. And I think that's what we were. We were just one of the... We were just one of the, I don't, I don't, I don't actually know much about Pokemon. I don't know if you guys do either, but we were just like one of the run of the mill Pokemon cards for them, you know, and we were just like kept in the stack. They didn't really do anything for us, you know, we, we and, but then to be fair, we also didn't do anything for them either. And, uh, I think that's what we were to them. As I say, just mm. a run of the mill Pokemon card.
0: <laughs> did they approach you guys or did you approach them or how did that whole thing work?
1: they actually approached our british record label because we had two labels we we were signed to basic records in uk and we were signed to Sumerian records in us but i don't know if you know basic records cuz they're, they're i've small. heard of them yeah that's it's pretty small i think they they got like relatively big but they also uh, they were also very un um we we'll say unethical, unclear, like bad communication with us. We, we never really saw a penny, uh, from basic records. Um, but I, I, you know, I generally give people the benefit of the doubt and I imagine that's because they also didn't really make much money from us. So, um, that's why we didn't get anything from them, but now. You didn't
0: have to pay them up front to get on their label though, did you?
1: No, we were their first band for basic. Okay. Maybe things have changed mm-hmm. now. Maybe they do ask. And also for Sumerians here, we didn't we didn't pay anything to get on there.
0: Um that seems to be a thing, and I am not saying which labels have done it because I really don't know. I just I've heard a few things from here and there, and I'm not trying to name drop labels and false yeah. accusations, but I've heard lately that labels are asking bands to pay up front for them for their services. And I was like, isn't that what the labels sign bands to do as they do all this for them? <laughs> but now you're paying the label to do all this stuff. So what's the point of the label? You could hire a publicist and release your music digitally yourself. Mm. And you cut out that middleman. Like what's the point of the label? If they're only doing like publicity stuff where you can hire a publicist directly and not have to have a label, Mm. but that's just my
1: late stage capitalism. That's what this is.
0: (laughs) Well, Well, I also feel like if,
2: you're signed to them, and they got people that'll probably only work exclusively with them, almost like an exclusive kind of thing. I don't know, though. I wouldn't be, you know, that's just me.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's different things, but I still hear like the yeah. bands that are signed, they still have to produce their own merch. They still have to pay for their own merch. They are buying onto these tours. Yeah. They're, there's all sorts of things that they're doing. The label helps give them those opportunities, I guess, but it's the label's not really fronting money for their band. So that's it's like, it's like they're just kind of a middleman making money off your band.
1: That's right. That's right. You're, you're paying for their contacts in a way you're paying for their contact list. Yeah. The thing is with the record label and also agents in general, there's a lot, there's a lot of it is to do with favors. They're, they're doing favors for each other. So um, you'll, you'll be lucky if your agent is owed a favor from another agent somewhere, and then you'll be able to get on whatever at all, you know, it's all, it's all favors pulling in favors basically. And I think that's what the record company is just loads of favors that they're owed and that they've given. And uh, that's, that's how they kind of work. Yeah. I guess you could kind of look at it in a sense, you know, from a business perspective, you could say, okay, if I sign to this record label, we're going to get an extra, so many views, so many sales, and then you could kind of calculate whether it's worth it because you have to give them so many percentage. Um, I think that might be the way to look at it from now on, really. Uh, but yes, record companies, um, yeah, I don't want to like shit talk them, but I think generally it doesn't, they don't really make sense anymore. Um, it's, as you say, if you've got a good manager and a good agent and a good PR, then that you don't need, um, you don't need a record company anymore.
0: Hmm. You can basically just do everything yourself in house. I, I think like that's kind of what periphery started off on Sumerian, but now they're doing their own thing, and I think a lot Sumer- of I thought
1: they were on uh, Century Media.
0: I thought originally mm-hmm. they're on Sumerian. I'm not sure. No,
2: they're they're Samarian for a while, and then I think they ah. decided to branch off and do their own kind of label because they
0: had the resources to do it. Okay, no. so yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, I just with today's landscape and everything and how easy it is for bands to pay 20 bucks a year to get your music on distro kid anyone out there listening that didn't know that secret i just spilled the industry secret to you <laughs> yeah. you, get, you can get your music streamed for 20 bucks a year and you don't have yeah, to worry about right. having anyone else do it all for you
1: <laughs> that's, <fine. laughs> but, that's uh,
0: right. but at this rate i don't see I know people are up front about, well we had to pay this and this, and where they're using this to get us these things. I was like, well, I mean, that's cool if it works for you guys. I just can't see myself paying a label to upload my music for me when I can do that myself.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's the name, isn't it? You're paying for the name. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Because you can say that we're on Sumerian Records. Um, Right. Yeah. Mm.
2: I I feel like AI is going to take over booking. I hope so. Then you know, have to book shows, AI will do it for you. Absolutely. You'll Absolutely. end up at you'll end up at a parking
0: lot of KFC, but at least you got a gig. You know. Yeah, you'll be playing. <laughs> you'll be playing to other like AI, artificial intelligence Wait, things out there. You got
1: KFCs over there?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course we do. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. of course. I love it. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be, but I love it. I Everyone bet loves it. It's probably better. It's probably better there. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Actually, I, I, yeah. I haven't tried the the. Uh, the U.S. version. Well, oh. I've heard this though. I've heard the ingredients here is like they they um, a little bit they're a little bit different, or at least a little bit more natural in in Europe. But whether that's use, true or not, I don't. I can't verify that.
2: They don't use eleven herbs and spices. They just use one over there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So yeah. let's see. So trying to think. Was there any other kind of crazy
1: stories, or just kind of? Trying to think of mm. well, you know, maybe not a crazy story, but I feel like what happened with monuments is not something that I've really spoken about. And uh, yeah, I I, uh, I don't want, and it, this won't come across as shit talking because I absolutely love the guys. You know, I love right, I love Brown. We we've since then we I mean we had a very bad breakup. You are mm-hmm. you are in a relationship with these guys. You're in a marriage with them. You know, that's mm-hmm. what a band is. And we had a very like serious, hard, heavy difficult divorce you know mm. um and since then we have made up um but i i did feel at the time there was pressure from the label to uh, you know they were basically saying from what i understood or maybe i misunderstood this at the time but that you know if monuments didn't sign to uh a record label or i'm not going to say now um then they would basically stop they would stop supporting us and they would stop allowing us to support other bands on their label and that's kind of how they that's kind of how they work you know it's it, it, it's kind of blackmail in a sense mm. that's how they perpetuate this music machine uh, or, or in in this instance there are of course other instances of um uh similarly but that's what they did and um, that was pretty harsh that was that was they're very difficult, very bitter pill for me to swallow. I would say hmm. that's fine. Um, not really a crazy story, um, but let me think. Do I have any crazy stories? So, so. But you basically left over that. Is
2: that what what it came down to, or just didn't want to be the touring band anymore
1: no well that was there of course there's so many nuances involved but that was the kind of crux that was the main that was the main point that was in the light the final email that we'd sent to each other was this was this you know i've or or, you know mr brown had been kind of given an ultimatum Mm -hmm. um from from a record company and that was if we don't sign And then, like I said, they're not going to let us support any of their bands anymore. And, um, they made the right decision, which was to kick me out in a sense, kick me out and, um, then go on with the record label because now they're doing very well. So in a sense, they did what was right for the bands. And I actually ended up doing what was right for me because to be, to be in a band means to be, um, insecure and to be without, without being, without being able to look far ahead, you know, financially. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for me, it was better to get out of it anyway. So gotcha. I'm happy with that decision in the end. Would, yeah. would you ever work with them again? Any of the,
2: your past members? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would never be in, I would never be in monuments again. These guys are so high octane. I can't tell how they do it at this age. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never, never say never, you know? <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, I mean, I did you know, a feature you know. on their latest records on the first oh. track on their latest records mm-hmm. and uh, that was cool. I fucking loved it. And I would love to do another couple of features or whatever if, if they would do that again. Um, yeah, I haven't I mean, heard that song I guess I didn't put, put it two and two together that you
2: were on that okay I'm not
1: that. <laughs> yeah the first the first I was really yeah. su- so sweet of them to put to put that track first on the album because you know that's going to get really the most listens uh so that was very sweet of them to do that so yeah, I'm featured on there on the first no one can teach you I think it's called no one can teach you okay yeah Man, I have to listen to that again
3: because
2: <laughs> <laughs> like Andy kind of sounds like Chris, so I kind of got him confused. So I was like, well, I thought I got a singer, but he sounds like
1: okay, wow, well, yeah, head, say, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. I little mean, a little bit, a little bit. He really slotted right into that band like perfectly, you know. It was yeah. so good to see him. And when it's so, I, I love Andy, he's like really. Mm. When I first saw him though, there was a thing the first tour that that uh that I um that he was on in Europe with Monuments it was like looking at like a little puppy, you know, he was yeah, so yeah, excited yeah. and happy to be in this band and, uh, but, and to, to watch him become slightly disillusioned because mm-hmm. of the realities of, of touring in a band like this, you know, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking, I would say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to see yeah. it, but uh, also uh, you know it's the unfortunate reality of it and uh, to hear him talk about it is uh, also on one hand it's heartbreaking but it's also um what's the word yeah. it's also in a sense kind of good to see and it's good to hear because also keeps other people in in reality you know it keeps us budding musicians um uh, grounded actually, i would say yeah I would say you know, the the
2: previous singer I can't think of his name right but like he Chris. was also Chris yeah he was in periphery and monument yeah. so it's like you got all these these singers that were in like really monumental bands that's kind of cool in a way I don't know what happened <laughs> to him I probably won't go into that but like oh you no, know I, like, to him,
1: I spoke to him last mm-hmm. week oh did you oh, yeah a couple of weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good good hey, man you're, you're just all friends that's cool Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh You know, I want to be supportive to people. Yeah. Um, And I know Chris going through a difficult, you know, has been going through a difficult time naturally after Monuments. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just kind of checked in on it. I can't remember what happened. I I checked in on him sometime and, yeah, he's got some new music going and it's really fucking good. It's really fucking cool, Mm -hmm. very unique. And I can't can't wait till he he releases it. And, you know, I just want to be supportive and, um, you know, because... It's not easy being a musician. And that's another thing about musicians, something I haven't said yet. Normally the best musicians are also the ones that are most troubled. And mm. it's it's hard to find, um, you know, those musicians that you see that are like extremely, extremely good, um, that are have managed to not kill themselves yeah. by 27 years old. They are, they are very few and far between mm. Um so that's why uh, I, I extend a handout to like uh, Chris because I, I know he's going through a hard time and mm. uh, I want it to be there for him. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah. We, we wish the best for you, Chris, if you're listening. You know, yeah. yeah <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. For sure. I, I, I'm going to be calling him at the end of this week because I've, oh. I've written it in my calendar. I need to bug him to see yeah. how far he's got along with his new record. So I'll be calling him. Cool. Maybe you guys can do a podcast with
2: Chris too. Hey, let be- him know. Hey, we'd like to hear his stories. I'm sure. Yeah, we'd up to. Him touring with different bands and you know
3: cool
2: that'd be awesome but no i i i you know i I can relate to like the whole the best musicians are you know they have a lot of a lot of hardships going on deep and i think Mm. their great music reflects that versus like the conceited cocky ones that are not that great anyway but you know i I guess i guess it's different for everybody who knows what mood they're in but like yeah Mm. like a lot like i think in a previous podcast you know a lot of musicians joined a band because they had you know social anxiety and insecurities and that's how those their means to express themselves so in a way we're all that kid still trying to say something
1: <laughs> That yeah. young kid yeah yeah that's interesting because actually that was one of the reasons why I entered a band so young was uh you know being um a brown guy um in UK uh first generation's uh, sorry, Im- so from immigrant, immigrant parents, uh, you know, you always feel kind of outcasted naturally. And uh, there was not really other colored people in my class or, or whatever.
3: Yeah.
1: And um, yeah. I-, I never really connected with the other colored people in my school. Mm. So I felt very outcasted in a sense. And um, that was one of the reasons why I started a band, actually, at, that, at such a young age. And I know it seems a bit dumb, but I was like, I just want to be seen. And that was one of the reasons why I started, of course, now it's very different as you kind of grow older and your, your ideas evolve and you, then you get the attention that you were craving and you're like, okay, so what's next, you know, and you think, well, actually there is something to music. It's that's more than just getting attention. There's actually some expression here that I, and that's where you start exploring from there. But yes, you're, you're right. A lot of, a lot of musicians, including me did start just to, just to get some, just to get, just to be seen or to Mm -hmm. be heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm. So you're, you're, you're a, uh, so what's your ethnic, ethnicity? I can't say right now. <laughs> ethnicity. <laughs> I said <that> the- <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm British uh, right. nationality yeah. uh, to Persian Iranian parents. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I'm
2: a, I'm pure Mexican, but like, since I lost most of my accent being in Indiana, like people don't know what I am half the time. So all oh, right. that's always a funny thing to hear. Like, are you? british or not british are you like <laughs> are you like middle eastern or what are you italian i'm like uh, whatever you want me to be you know whatever
1: you know? yeah that's funny yeah. i mean the thing is in uk it's um it's very commonly accepted the the, the multi-colored uh, peoples and that's one beautiful thing about england actually um that you're still British even if you're brown but in Germany it's still a little bit behind in that sense <laughs> so yeah when you know it's something that you get often which is like yes yeah, so I where are you really from <laughs> you know you say I'm British now like where are you really from right I'm British <laughs> what do you want me to tell you uh but yeah mm. that's a, that, that doesn't happen so much in the UK but it happens more often here in Germany I would say Oh, okay. especially in the south <laughs> I feel like it's just a melting pot
2: over there like just like we the are UK yeah absolutely it it almost doesn't matter like if you go to chicago there's just every you know all ethnicities they can't even say it dude (laughs) Uh, ethnicities ethnicities different immigrants like you know you'll walk by somebody and you hear like a a language you never heard of like
0: russian it could be you know like see
2: it's just a melting pot wherever i mean more into the bigger
0: cities especially chicago (laughs) don't uh, say that r-word we might get edited for that one
1: too uh, <laughs> oh yeah did i say that did i say no, that no no, didn't. no okay good no good right no. Yeah, be careful
2: <laughs> yeah
1: i was gonna uh, say uh it's a melting pot but um england is is extremely chaotic uh, and i'm very happy I, I mean i love england it's my it's my home milton Keynes uh, specifically mm. um but uh, you know i it pains me to say this but i'm quite happy to be away from there because it's so chaotic and you don't realize it when you're living there until you move to somewhere like germany which which is so much better organized as a country mm. um, yeah england as i say it's a melting pot and that that is very beautiful but it's extremely chaotic and that is um very exhausting mm. yeah
2: maybe that's maybe maybe that's how the again maybe it has to do with the, how the music comes out like just people just living in a daze to get away from all that like like stephen wilson's like my favorite you know artist of all time and he's uk Mm. based and Mm. porcupine tree all that stuff and it's like where do they come up with this music it's all spacey Mm. i I just i love it i don't know it's i don't know something in your tea i don't know (laughs) you (laughs) may.
1: yeah maybe well it could could also be the um you know because there's so many different cultures as you say as is a hot pot like filling it all all these different um inspirations together into one place Mm. but maybe you're right maybe actually they're right very good music because they are trying to escape the the chaos of life over there and that's one way to do it i guess i never thought it was chaotic there i just
2: thought like everything was peachy but again i don't live there so that's again my ignorance of your guys's country yeah. Mm.
1: well uh, england is, is a very small it's an island right it's very small yeah. and there's a lot of people there especially between manchester and london and south london mm-hmm. it's like it's practically just one giant city it's really crazy mm-hmm. and uh, it's really hard to kind of get away from it you know if you want to just like get away from the people it's really hard to do that um someone like me who's kind of semi-introverted it's uh, yeah. yeah it can be very tiring yeah Hmm. Uh, but also nice. i think there's a lot of competition there too so maybe that's part of the reason why <clears throat> there's so many good bands coming out of there mm, yeah that could be it i'm not sure well you mm. know what um uh, it's another
2: band that's oh wait it's uk also uh arctic attacks are from like okay i was trying to figure out i, I meant to say germany but yeah like, they're not from germany so there's not a lot of gem bands from okay anyway
1: <laughs> no i don't think so yeah it's hard to find gem bands around here uh... um yeah, I haven't found. It. Like I say, I think Hirsch effects. That's the only band that I can think of. And yeah. uh, there's one band's, yeah, um, oh, I've forgotten their name now. I don't remember the guitarist's name. And let me just find it. Felix, Phoenix, uh-huh. Phoenix, it's Phoenix, Indigo Phoenix. What was this band? Uh, another band that if you're listening to this, you should check out is Soul Splitter. Okay, these guys are kind of genty. There's some genty elements, more I would say proggy, uh, but very good German bands at the moment. That actually reminds me. How is playing Techfest? How how did that go?
2: Like when you did you play it correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. We played it with He knows and mm. um yeah, it was hard because because everybody lives so far away. So so I live in Germany. The guitarist. It was sorry. Is in um, Edinburgh, the okay. which is in Scotland, and then we had the bassist, and uh, the bassist was somewhere in UK. I can't remember where. And then the the drummer, of course, came over from Philadelphia, who's the also the main writer. And uh, yes, yeah, so wow. kind of getting everybody together in one place. Luckily, John Brown from Monuments offered us his um, studio to rehearse in. Otherwise, we couldn't have done it couldn't afford it i don't think
2: right and that'd be kind of like hey just show up and then you don't practice yeah, yeah, that would...
1: <laughs> yeah of course well that's yeah, kind of course.
2: that's really cool like how you're able to just bring all that together and everybody lives like so far away and then yeah. managed to still pull off a live show i don't know
0: if i could do that but mm. uh. i yeah, struggle I mean, to get people from 20 miles
1: away to want to show
0: up <laughs> to practice, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah well, that's the thing, isn't it? With musicians is you, sometimes you do have to go further afield. Otherwise it's, you know, to find the people that really want it, you know, and also yeah. that want to work with you as a musician. Um That's, that's harder. That's, that can be quite difficult. To I kind of wonder about that. Like,
2: like, does my band really want to work with me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll like, I mean, I, I'll come up with all these like demo songs and send it to them. And it's like, what do they really think? Like, not again, I don't know. I always wondered about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how, how, what's your output like? How many songs are you putting out? Like, uh, Well, a lot. And like during,
2: right, like I decided to kind of learn to computer record because my whole adult life, I was always intimidated by it. But I'm like, well, it can't be that hard. Like, like I like to edit video for random things and that's mm. fun. So once you learn all the tools, it's like, well, I think it's like the same way in a way. It's like, if you screw up, hit the back button you know go back and then once you start cutting pasting everything like oh i mean i'm no i'm not a producer by any means i can make an okay sounding demo and that's the whole point of it because that's all it is i'm just trying to get like the skeletal structure yeah because i know you know with the invention of like plugins and stuff like you got drummer on there and like i'll try to come up with something that's like relatively in the style of what my drummer would play and not something crazy Mm. and then he can like you know, fix add his own like flavor to it and fix like the beats that I couldn't think of by trying programming it all in. And then but anyway, back back to what I was saying, like during the Beast era, I was busy like just kind of coming up with stuff because everybody was doing their own thing and we were kind of on a band. Not a band hiatus. We didn't have a bass player and the, the drummer took some time away from the band. So it's like, what am I gonna do? So I just started coming out with a lot of interesting demos and you know i I mean i'm not like a workhorse sometimes i will not have anything for months and then suddenly i hear something in my head i'll be in the shower i'm like i gotta write that down okay i'm gonna go sing it in my phone whatever riff i came up with and then come back try to get it out of my phone and try to transcribe that on the guitar and then that's how it works usually and i have Mm -hmm. a lot of demos
0: so you know what i just wrote down yeah at twelve twenty nine, you said the bad word
1: that's what oh, I, I wrote that down. I too. did <laughs> say it. <laughs> oh, that's no, funny! I did exactly the same thing. I just wrote down seventeen
2: thirty. <laughs> oh my god! I should probably do that. <laughs> that that's
1: Sorry,
0: my, that's my mental note to come. What time frame to come back in oh there? Oh my to fix god! Up. I thought I said
2: in a way like I. I, I you thought you it said, said
0: it. You said it the second time. You said uh beastly things the second time or beast era, but the first time you didn't. <laughs> you just said i think it. in my
2: head i'm like did i say
0: lockdown i hope i said lockdown but i kept talking
1: <laughs> <laughs> no big deal
2: is it? Really? we've got we got the time so it should be all right <laughs> oh, okay good job both of
3: you
1: yeah I should hire i should hire you
2: anyway um, <laughs> so basically like yeah that's i i just I, f- I figure that's the most creative i've ever been is once you kind of start recording yourself little by little i don't have like an expensive outfit you don't need one nobody does i mean there's these kids making creative albums with just what little they have but hmm. i don't know i just feel like they're like if you have if you have the drive you're willing to do it i mean i wish many years ago i did this i would have came up with a lot of better things than i did now but like hmm. i don't know and like you know i've been saying on a podcast like the song we just came out for a video for i wrote that during uh, lockdown and uh <laughs> and to see it like when re- we went to record it down in a studio and then to see it become. A music video that i did like i i'm pretty proud of that like i don't know it turned out really good everybody likes it and it's like it makes you really proud that like i took something a negative time for everyone and just here look what i did you know Mm. i mean it's many years it's many years later but like the idea in my head the goal was there it's like i'm gonna see how this is gonna turn out Mm. i don't know that's just how i feel about all that Mm. what was was a question i forgot (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah I was, my question was like what's your output like
2: um yeah oh, so basically like it's pretty it's a healthy output like yeah okay i cool. know i know i have a band and i know i need to feed it with new songs and you know that's if you care about your band enough you're gonna want to keep contributing to it yeah and i feel like that's my responsibility because i don't have any kids or anything like that i have a job so this is kind of like my expensive hobby where i can go all out and try to express myself so to speak yeah even though i'm probably some somewhere i'm ripping off some of the bands you've been in but whatever I mean, <laughs> but we're not necessarily a gent band like my thing is I, I'm, I'm into the, all the big sweden and finland bands that a mm. mellow death kind of sound but sometimes i'll have like a breakdown riff a gent riff style just because i like that stuff too like i don't know it just it just seems sort of well, how that works is when you play it out live and you see people moving to it and then but people move to anything, I guess. You know, you got drunk people moving to cover band, so I guess, <laughs> I guess alcohol has to be involved. I don't know, whatever. You wrote the intro
0: yeah. to this podcast, and it's got a little bit of a chinty vibe to it. Oh yeah, that was oh, a,
2: cool. Yeah, that was a <laughs> that was some idea I had. I have it on YouTube, but it was like a I had a, a scene from a Cheech and Chong movie. because It's called Bend and Scoop, like the Mexicans. Because I do mm. this like move at a show. I don't really mosh, but I do like where I pretend I'm grabbing fruit from the from the ground and throwing it during like a breakdown and i'm like i'm gonna write a song based on that that movement so there's a youtube video on it and then i'm like it's not a band song it's just something i wrote and i was like hey Brandon, you want to use this thing just so people can hear it i don't know so that i wrote the intro to that i don't know if a lot of people knew that he's still throwing shapes now at this age yeah i think so my back can handle it (laughs) but i'm more like in the back observer now i mean i'll go in the front depending on who it is but like I don't want, I don't mosh. I like you, like you said, like your mom said, take care of your teeth. I don't want to be smacked in the face with a dentist bill because (laughs) of (laughs) you. Oh, yeah. At at my age, I think that's embarrassing to do that. I mean, I guess it Mm -hmm. depends on your band. If it's your favorite band, then yeah, you got a a story to say, like, I broke my face at so and so. But (laughs)
0: again, old age, I guess. My my back hurts all the time, anyways. So. I don't feel like I don't feel like going out there and getting myself hurt anymore. Yeah, <laughs> those yeah. days you, are over. I used to do crazy shit when I was younger. I used mm, to do backflips off the wall, all sorts right. of stuff. <laughs> like I always try to be like that high, crazy, energetic vocalist front man, whatever. Try to get people hyped up, and now it's like, dude, I can yeah. barely. I don't even want to move. <laughs> like, I don't have the same strength and energy like I used to. Do you, yeah,
1: do you do that stuff, Nema? Um well, you know, since I've been uh uh more or less just in the house most of the time, like performing in my in my vocal brief. I haven't got much space in there really. Oh so for shapes and that. I think concerts no, like I, I I I just sit in the back. I'm normally just an observer, you know. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm maybe the the uh the band members don't like me there because I'm kind of just standing there watching, nodding my head a little bit. It's um, uh, it's respectful. I mean you're gonna want to concentrate
2: on the best parts of the music of it no
1: yeah, yeah that's, that's it. it i'm i'm one of the uh what do, you, what do you call a music snob in fact i'm an everything snob really but uh <laughs> when it comes down to yeah except i'm a, I'm a snob in in the life of a poor man <laughs> it's okay. but, uh, yeah like throwing shapes and that you know i feel like I, as i'm getting older i'm getting more into my body which is a very interesting thing i think also with my latest relationship my latest and uh my my best relationship i should say too um she she moves a lot you know she's always she's always dancing and that and like i'm i'm feeling more into my body now as i'm getting older which is a nice thing uh i like this i like this feeling no i think that's what happens you're like you did all that crazy stuff
2: and drinking and you know mm-hmm. every, everybody goes through that they're like oh i can drink and stay up late until the sun goes down now like i played a show friday i didn't get home till like I don't know, three in the morning And because of the drive and then the next day i just felt like a wreck even though i had like barely anything to drink it's just my body wants to get up early because i work and yeah if i screw that just a little bit up i'm screwed for the next day i don't understand it it's stupid i don't know
1: whatever no well that's natural isn't it it's your natural rhythm so breaking that is very difficult i think that's something also uh i really appreciate the touring bands for doing because when they when they come home, of course, they, either the option is that you you keep your touring rhythm, which means that you go to sleep at like three, four in the morning, even when you don't have a concert, you're just at home, yeah, which is horrible, very yeah. antisocial, or, um, you know, you switch it up and you go back to a normal home rhythm and then go back to the touring rhythm when you go back on the road and like either way you do it, it's, it's hard. So these guys, the touring bands, they've got it hard right now. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, it <clears throat> when you're describing it earlier I'm like, oh, it was just like it was the whole idea of I I I've, I've only done weekend warrior stuff. And like yeah. touring would be fun but like, you know, the whole sitting in the van, you know, in this close quarters, getting to a venue whether you're not going to they'll feed you or have a shower or <laughs> yeah. Like I I'm I guess when a, as a young and I wouldn't have cared. like ah, I'll shower for no more than 5 days, I don't care but like when you get older and you observe that you're like, oh, wow it's amazing how people endure that and i mean you gotta endure you gotta show you can endure things to get you know
0: being locked in a van with other guys for so long after so like far and everything i just don't know if i can handle it honestly because Mm -hmm. certain things like with people can get on my nerves and i again i'm over maybe i'm just overly sensitive to a lot of other people's habits or whatever but I pick up on like when someone does something and like I focus on what they're doing It's like why are you doing that <laughs> like someone will be like they'll just be breathing but I can hear them breathing I'm like why are you breathing so heavily <laughs> right?
1: you would hate to be yeah. in a van with me then. <laughs> like
0: they're just little things that people's like little things that they do I notice it a lot and maybe I'm just too observant or whatever but I, then like I hyper focus on it I'm like stop doing that why are you doing that <laughs> So I think the more I'm around people, the more annoyed I'd become with them, and they'd all hate me. Mm. <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing I don't tour.
1: Yeah, I well, mean, that's it, actually, because, uh, you know, as human beings, we really need our own space, right? We, we need a reclusive spot, and that's something that's very difficult to find on the road. Mm. I think if I was to go on tour again now, um first of all I would I would be limited to like maximum three months of the year or something like mm-hmm. and and maximum one month at a time even that is a lot um and then also uh in a sleeper not in a shitty shitty van right that's what I would say but then that probably means that I won't ever tour again because I because I think yeah get reaching up that reaching to that point it's, it takes it's takes a lot of time and you have to be pretty famous, you know, so maybe I won't ever tour again, but I think, you know, as an adult, you've got to take care of yourself. And as you say, um, when you're in this close quarters, like the smallest thing, uh, can get on, get on your nerves. And before you know it, the whole van erupts in in a fucking fight and that's really (laughs) unhealthy to be around. And then, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm very careful in
2: this now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that would probably happen to one of us. (laughs) I don't know why. It just, yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can take to somebody. Uh-huh. I, I would, but normally, I'm the guy that, like, before we play a show, I'm the guy that kind of wanders here and there. I don't really sit in one spot anyway. I'm just kind of, this isn't nerves. So I just, yeah. I
0: wander around. Somebody talks to me. I talk to them, but it's just, mm. I don't know. Do you guys ever do, like, a pre-show pre ritual? Like, before you played a show, like, you guys would get together, say something, like, mm. you're, a, you're a little hype up. We used to do that all the time and then kind of stop doing it.
1: Uh, well, I did do because in False Island and Monuments, there was always two singers. So um, yeah, we would, the, but me and the other singers of either band would would do something. Yeah, we would hype each other up big time. Um, yeah, but nothing specifically. Yeah, smoking weed. I mean, that's why we were smoking a lot of weed. I was smoking <laughs> too much back then. Yeah, it was dumb. It was. <laughs> Really dumb. But yeah, probably like pop a pop a bong or, w- or what in England we call a toot, which you don't have in the U.S. Um, <laughs> I'll but it's start good... that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, toot. Maybe you can look it up one day, but it's it's very dirty. It is basically a, a, another take on a bong. Mm. And that's what we would do. Actually, what I, I used to, because I didn't want to drive around with a bong with me. Um, so what I would do is I would make a bong at every at every show. And I look like a fucking homeless man. I would go to the con- to the show, go into the bin, grab a bottle out of there, a plastic <laughs> bottle and a can, because there would always be a can and a bottle in the bin. I always carry a little pen knife around with me and I would basically make a little bong out of it. I would roll up the metal, the aluminium uh, metal can parts, into a little tube and then pierce that through into the bottle and then I'll have myself a little toot at every venue that I could make very quickly and just leave there at the end and right. one venue found this little toot assumed it was a crack pipe and banned us from ever coming back again <laughs> my god they must not like weed there huh <laughs> no well they thought it was a crack pipe because it looked like a crack pipe and too uh. fair that's in uh, in UK. If you pop toots, it's basically the crackiest way that you can smoke weed, and that's that what I was sense. doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Funny uh, times. Good times.
2: Now I think about it. I don't, we don't really do pre pre show ritual at all. We just get on stage and hope things work. Uh, maybe I should. <laughs> it might, maybe it'll be,
0: it'll help band morale. I, I'm now I'm like questioning our own. We used input to on this. go. Huh? You guys remember the. Second Ninja Turtle movie with Vanilla Ice. Is that
1: mm, what? That was that was a bit the nin- that was a long time ago. Yeah,
0: they used to do Vanilla right. Ice had a song on there called "Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go." Yeah, and we used to right. do that as a ritual. We don't, we just say it to each other: "Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go." That was how we. Oh, you don't like you don't like do
2: the high five. <laughs> no, we then? all used
0: to put our hands in the center. We that's how like go team break. Oh. <laughs> we just did the, go, ninja, <laughs> go Ninja, Go, go Ninja, team.
1: Go. that's cute i like that that.
2: that's that's a that's a good one yeah
0: that's how we used to do things and as we got older we're like man that's pretty fucking stupid
1: (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i don't think so i don't think so the thing is going on stage is it's such a unique and special experience right you're sharing it with everybody there and yeah 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 it's it's yeah, you got to do what you can even if you do have like little myths whatever like just do what you can to uh, to make it more comfortable for yourself yeah yeah no like
2: again the last show we played everybody was cool with each other all the bands kind of got along and mm. i don't know it's just that's always nice versus like some of them hiding out mm-hmm. and then like and then there's that aspect about you don't really know who's in a band because again everybody's wandering around so it's like you're just talking to whoever yeah i, I yeah. find that funny
1: yeah no i hope i will be on stage again sometime sometime yeah. see I don't know about you guys whether you want to get get out back on stage again but i, I i'm looking forward to it getting mm. back on stage again
2: no nah, it's it's it was a great feeling playing again like the first show after the beast yeah and like knowing that oh my god it's happening i mean i like the break from it mm. from like booking and I mean, I wrote music, but it was just nice not to reach venues and promote and yeah talk about this and that. But then it's like, damn, like what am I doing? What am I writing this music for if we don't have anything going on? I don't know. I wasn't yeah. too worried, but in, I again, I, I just kept in a positive mind space that we'll get we'll get past this. I mean, we as humans, we've endured a lot of crazy things, you know. Mm. Like, but it was nice that feeling getting back. Am I? Like, it almost didn't feel like anything happened. It's like, oh, same kind of same shitty sound or same shitty sounds on the stage, whatever, you know. <laughs> It's not like technology went any further during those 2-3 years, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's another thing, isn't it? Like now the technology has 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 developed in the sense that now um, you know, like uh, monitoring systems have become like really fucking awesome that you can control yeah. everything with just like a mobile phone. Yeah, and um, yeah, I love this now. I love this. But not, not to yeah. say
2: like most venues are adapting to that because one place we would play didn't even have like uh, like if you had backup tracks, the person didn't have like the ability di like, box. The di- yeah, or you have <laughs> an old school one. Now I'm prepared because we we have like a couple little things that i use on my iphone and it, it already comes with the xlr cable and you just plug it in yeah and the sound guys love me for that and i think everybody should have one if they're going to do it it's just a little whatever unit box like
1: a little interface for your for your mobile phone
2: kind of it, yeah it's the basic xlr out for yeah. the mobile phone but we had a
0: phone <laughs> amp that i bought we used it for the same thing basically from yeah. the line out mm. went into their normal pa jacks so
1: So you split split the signal left and right and the left side goes to the drummer's ears or something with a click yep and the right side goes to this front front of house yep that's how we did it that's the way to do it that's the way yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so any other crazy things
2: before we let you go here soon
1: uh let me think not really probably Mm -hmm. yeah probably a lot Probably a lot, but yeah. you know what? I was so stained at the time, so high all the time that I, that a lot of the memories have, have just kind of disappeared naturally. No, um, okay. but I think like now, um, what could, what would I say? Just like f- things for me are great. You know, like I, I I'm really really happy right now. I know post beast beast was was really harsh on most people, but somehow for me. Uh, it was a really developmental uh, few years for me, like musically and also emotionally and personally.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, right now I'm in, I'm in a really great position. I, I've got, I've got great musicians around me. Like I'm talking about John Brown, Ackle Caney, fucking Chris, these guys who I'm talking to like regularly, I'm so blessed to to have these people in my life and just to be on yeah. this podcast is such a blessing. And I feel really, I feel really happy and really grateful. That's that's what I would like to say before we before we leave it. Yeah, um I'm, I'm 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 happy you came on. I got to, to meet you and talk to you. Yeah,
2: you
0: know? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I
1: wish you guys really well with this as well. So anything that I can do to help you uh promote this or whatever, of course, I will push it about, you know. Right. If you want me to talk to Chris it. too and try to get him on the show, I can do that. That's not a problem. I'm gonna to talk to him at the end of this week.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely to talk to him. I'd like
1: to hear some of his story, yeah, for sure. Like
2: how he got started and like, yeah,
1: yeah. He's got a really interesting story. And I think, I think you would, you would really like to hear from him. He's got a good story. Yeah. I would, yeah. That would be awesome. What yeah. we've been uh,
0: doing to end the podcast is we asked if they have any recent releases that they would like to have us play at the end of the episode. So if there's anything that you would like for us to air, you can just email it to me and I'll add it to the end of this episode.
1: Oh yeah, that's cool as fuck. Yeah, I do. <laughs> we have a uh, melancholia track that we released a couple of weeks ago. That would be super cool. Yeah. All right. I will. Uh, I'll get that over to you. But uh, do you want um, like a high quality WAV file or just like whatever online yeah, the, wave
0: wave's fine. That's what I've been using for my. Everyone's just has been like the okay. WAV file.
1: So not Wait. not Spotify link. You want actually the WAV file or something? Yeah, I need the okay. actual
0: file so I can add it to the file. Like when I do my mixed down and everything, I piece everything together. So,
1: Yeah, perfect. I will uh, I will get that over to you later. That's cool as hell. Thank you want to you- you
0: name, let the name of your bands and where they can find you at and how they can reach yeah, out for to sure. you?
1: For sure. Well, first of all, every Tuesday, I do a live stream performance on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash knows as in not the nose on your face, nose in your <laughs> head. Nima, Nima, Nima has knowledge. Nima knows. <laughs>
3: hmm.
1: And um, my bands right now, I'm in a band called He Knows, which at the moment is, is not on hiatus. We're on a little bit of a, a creative pause, I would say. Uh, but we have two EPs out. You can check those out. And my latest project, which is some filthy, dirty, semi-genty, Heavy, heavy as fuck project, which I don't even know what genre it is, melancholia. Uh, So check us out, melancholia. This will be what you'll be hearing soon, actually. So that's going to be what I'll send over to you. Awesome. That's a cool name. That's a cool band name. I like Uh, it. Cool. Cool. What are your your band names, too?
0: Um, Brandy, go first. (laughs) (laughs) Right now I'm bandless, but the last band I was in was To My Dismay. To my dismay, cool. Our our band is beyond the fathoms.
2: We have a new video out. Check it out, oh, everyone, including Nima, whatever. <laughs> beyond
1: beyond the the fathoms.
2: Correct. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's
1: really good to talk to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Very sweet guys. For sure. Uh, I really wish you the best with this podcast. I think Same to you, man. Same to you yeah. for sure. What? Sorry. What? Hang on, Brandon. What was your name you your band again? To my dismay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, I've got it written down. I'm gonna check this out. Cool. so Yeah.
0: There's. You, there's stuff on our one album is on like Spotify and iTunes but like Bandcamp had like the two most recent songs that we recorded that we were doing for another full length and we, that's the stuff that we never finished okay but, but those two are probably my favorite the last two that we recorded so they're on Bandcamp
1: yeah cool I'll check that Bandcamp uh, uh, sorry the latest music is always the best <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah for the band members anyway maybe not yeah. for the audience yep <laughs>
0: overall quality sound and I feel like my vocal styles that I did on that I think were my favorites so cool. that's why I always push those they're not on like I said I don't I paid for that whole album to get put on uh, through DistroKid I paid the extra yeah. money so it never gets taken down but we didn't mm. ever release anything else so yeah. I'm not gonna do that for just two songs
1: <laughs> oh cool well, yeah thanks I will check them out Yeah, that's super mm. cool
0: yeah, not a problem. Definitely appreciate you coming on and talking with us.
1: It's really a pleasure. And if you want to do it again, just let me know. I'm totally down. We could also go more specialized if we have an idea of of a specific topic you want to talk about, for example, like vocal styles and influences and this kind of thing. We can also do that next time, too. This is a bit Hell more yeah. general today. That would be kind of cool. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I wish you well. I'm going to go now hang out with my guys in Penetractor. So, uh,
0: right on. You go have fun with that. Heck and
1: yeah. I will do. yeah! All right, have a good day, guys. Thanks. You too. I wish you See. well. Bye. Ciao, ciao.
0: Anyone out there listening and would like to be a part of Dark Side of the Scene, you can send an email to Brandon at darkside of the com We'll get you scheduled for a future episode, but we're going to roll on out of here. So, good night, everyone.